Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Willie. I'm Tim. Today we are going to talk about sequels that we want but probably won't get. Um, we're going to review Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Don John, and then we're going to go over some feedback. So um, you can send any feedback to feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, let us know what you thought about anything we've talked about or anything we haven't talked about, and we can we can talk about it on the show. Other than that, um, I may be on The Ones Who Knock, the Slash Film uh, podcast for Breaking Bad next week. I think basically joining them for a mailbag episode. So if you are a fan of Breaking Bad and you're all caught up and you just finished the series on Sunday, go check it out. I'm sure it'll be fun. Uh, hopefully I don't sound like a total idiot. Hopefully we get some new listeners, but we shall see. Yeah, don't blow it. Yeah, I'll try not to. Don't screw this up. <laughs> I, can't, I can't promise anything. Um, okay, so, sequels that we've always wanted, or that we want really bad, that we probably will not ever get. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think everybody's got a movie out there that they're like, man, I wish that got a sequel, or I wish they were making one, or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, Willie, let's start off with your movie that you want a sequel to. Well, there's plenty, plenty for me, but I'm going to stick with the one um, because I'd like to, you know, hopefully we can do this again in the future if you guys enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to go with Zombieland. Zombieland is a was a was a ton of fun in the theater. Uh, one of my favorite movies from that year, I think it was 2010 or 2009. I think it was 09. And it was and a pretty I, big surprise, I think. It was, yeah. It made more money than they expected, and uh, all the characters are, are actually really. I don't know. I just I really like Zombieland. Like it's 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 a very funny, but very heartfelt zombie film which mm-hmm. sounds very strange when you say it like that but and it, and they talked a little bit afterwards about a sequel and it, it doesn't it's not that it's like hey check us out next week on Zombieland but there's a bit of a it's open enough for a sequel and the the universe is interesting enough you know with the zombie kill of the week and the um the fact that they all use names from different cities and stuff like that like you could meet other characters along the way that are from different areas or i don't know like i always thought that it would be they could make a very cool sequel out of that the you movie know. doesn't end with the end of the apocalypse. It doesn't, no. Yeah. And it doesn't end with the death of the characters or anything. So it's still... Spoiler alert. Well, whatever. They're still, <laughs> they're, still in, they're still in Zombieland, you know. Yeah. Um, and the, the cameo in Zombieland, obviously, is hysterical. Oh. For anyone who, who's seen it, you know, I won't spoil that. The original was going to be even better. The original would have been very good, too. Um, yeah. But... Patrick Swayze was the original choice ah, for a cameo. Yes. I think we can say this now. I think it's safe. Okay. If you're looking forward to seeing Patrick Swayze in Zombieland, <laughs> you will not see him in Zombieland. You'll be disappointed. They, but, they, um, they were going to have a point where like somebody was at a pottery wheel and he comes up behind them. He's a zombie <laughs> Swayze and comes up behind them and grabs their hands like to try and get them. And then there's like a ghost joke and there's a dirty dancing joke. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's good. Like they start fighting and they do the lift. Yeah, the dirty yeah. Harrelson does the lift to Swayze. <laughs> It would have been it would have been quite funny, yeah. but um, pour one out, pour one out for the sways, um, but no, I think a sequel would be they could do another cameo or with you know they could do something fun like that, like have a couple cameos in there that would be people playing themselves in the zombie apocalypse, and I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I think that the the character arcs in the movie, the the relationship between the Emma Stone character and the Jesse Eisenberg character had a lot more to go. Like, I think they could have done a lot of cool stuff with that and, and more with Woody Harrelson's, uh, you know, um, his son that you kind of hear about in the movie and whatnot. So I don't know. I, I don't know if the boats necessarily sailed. Did you guys no. see the Amazon pilot? No, I did not. Yeah, I, I was yeah, gonna. I was gonna make a joke about that. And be like, well, Willie, <laughs> at least scared. you have the Amazon. T- oh wait, no, they canceled it because it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, and and I I had no interest in watching it because I, if it was different characters, maybe. That's, yeah, that's kind of yeah. With the same tone, mm-hmm. um, that I think might have been more acceptable. I don't know if I would have watched it anyway, but. Um, I want to see these characters back again. I want to see them. There's a lot more they could do. And I, I like, I don't know. I just like everything about the universe they built in that first Zombieland movie. And I didn't expect that. I expected to laugh a few times and go, Ooh, that was nasty. And that was about it. But I actually really enjoyed the, I don't know. It felt like, what if John Hughes directed a zombie movie? Like, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like to me. Like there was a very, very funny, but a lot of heart. And I liked that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'd want to do with a sequel. I think they'd have to go. I'd like to see a different geographical location for them, you know, because they're kind of what in the Midwest in the first one, right? And they they start gradually heading out west towards the end. Something like that. It's been so long. I, I don't think, think I've they, seen it since I saw it in theaters. Okay, but. I think they go out to California at the very end, but you don't really see much of 
of that. And I would I would have liked to have seen maybe them go to like DC or something cool like yeah. that, like a cool location that has some iconic landmarks and they could do some fun stuff with that. Yeah. So you could get a lot of mileage out of a DC zombie. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, yeah, a lot of set pieces and stuff they could use. So I think that I think there's a lot of I don't know. I just feel like that that world has not been mined enough. Yeah. And I think you could do a ton with a sequel. And I. Like you said, the ship hasn't necessarily sailed yet because it really hasn't been that long since the first one. But I feel like with how busy those Rhett Reese and is it is that those those the guys that wrote Rhett Reese and Judd something or I don't know. I'll look. I don't remember their names. I just just remember Ruben Fleischer directed these. These writer pairs are so hard to remember because there's so many out there. But I remember they were working on. I think they did uh, the second GI Joe movie and they had a bunch of other. Were they they thirty minutes or less? Um, I'm not sure actually. But they had a ton of movies. Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. That's what it is. They were they were working on a ton of stuff. um, Last time I had seen and. Yeah, oh, Deadpool, Venom. Zombieland 2 was announced according to IMDb, but... Yeah, well, I mean, they they mentioned doing a sequel early on after the release of Zombieland 1, and it seemed like everybody... I mean, even uh, Woody Harrelson, I think, had said um, in an interview, he had said, um, I've never wanted to do a sequel before, but I would do a sequel to this movie. And so, I don't know. I guess I just... I don't think it's going to happen purely because these guys seem very busy. Yeah. I'm not sure that the market is ready for another zombie movie right now. Like, I think people are starting to get finally get tired of the zombie thing. Yeah. Maybe that's the biggest reason that the ship has sailed. Yeah. And then the release of this, this failed, like, attempt at the web series, I think, was, like, their way of saying this is what we're going to try to do with this property. And, and well, I think it was out. originally <clears throat> written as a TV pilot. I it was. Think the mo- yeah. yeah, the movie yeah. was originally... And that's why I was really disappointed in the web series, because I was kind of in the same boat as you... I, I thought it would have made a cool yeah. TV series just because there have. is so many places to go with it, yeah. but that didn't do it. So. It's it's too bad. It, you know, it's I mean, I'm I'm not angry about it, but I think that it's one of, like there's a lot of movies I, I walk out of saying, oh, there I could see a I would see a sequel to that, but this one is like oh, I, I want to see a sequel to that, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. Probably Part of not. it too is Emma Stone's rising star, but I think I. I don't want to say that she wouldn't do a Zombieland 2, but I feel like she'd probably be less inclined to do one of those now. Uh, I mean, you never know. She seems like the kind of person that makes pretty genuine connections with people. Yeah, she seems she seems really cool. They probably like, had a lot of fun on that movie. Yeah, but it's possible. I, you never know. I don't know. We'll we'll find out, I guess. We'll we'll yeah. see. It would know. be funny if Bill Murray did it just to troll Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And just be like, I'll do this sequel. That'd be <laughs> great. <laughs> I, I think... Um, I think we can announce this this move this possible sequel as dead in like if we don't hear anything about it within the next like two years. Yeah, I think we can officially yeah put the final nail on the gun. And I and I think I think what you said is true. I think they were just kind of like oh well instead of going the sequel route let's try and adapt this into a TV series and and it didn't work out. No, but it didn't. No. who knows? Plans could change. Yeah. yeah, who knows? There might still be hope left, but I'm not feeling very hopeful about it. So. We just danced around that spoiler that entire time, and I screwed it up. So. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you should have seen Zombie. What Lana. spoiler? Exactly. Exactly. Nobody knows. All right, Tim. <laughs> what's your sequel that you? Uh... Oh, this is um, what? Where was I? Earlier, <laughs> <laughs> there was rumors going around, and it was for a while for Rock or not Rocky, uh, Rambo, Rambo Five. And the idea behind Rambo 5 is so out there and ridiculous because the idea was, and Willie might have to help me out on this if he remembers it, the idea was like they were basically doing a super soldier program. Yeah. Like a super soldier program on like, I don't know if it was people back from the Iraq war. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was disenfranchised uh, military veterans that were much like Rambo in the original. Right. And they were come back, they were angry and stuff and they were like, this, here's your way out to become a super soldier. (laughs) But, but I think they were werewolves. Though. No, and that was one of them turned into like a super, like a werewolf, basically Cap Wolf. Oh <laughs> yeah, but he turned yeah. it to like this, yeah, like hunter, like he would be that was like half man, half wolf. And Rambo, it was Rambo. They came to Rambo. They're like, you gotta, you gotta. You're the only this. man that can handle this. <laughs> you, you've got to hunt this down in the woods, in like the in the woods and mountains of. Um, where he wasn't the first one. Yeah, where <laughs> was, was this like was this the Stallone North, like waxing poetic about what he wanted to do? No, he had a he had a poster. He made a poster. He, no, and I, I believe he had like a treatment and a script ready but it, to go. But it was for. all Stallone still. Like, yeah, this oh, yeah. was all him. This was oh his, yeah, his oh yes, piece. this was Stallone. Yeah, and okay. he he couldn't end up getting the 
the backing for it, if I remember. Yeah. And Rambo ends pretty well, the it fourth does. one, as a closer. It does. But I'm okay with them making more Rambos. I don't want to see another Rocky, because I really like the way Rocky ends. I and we are kind of getting another Rocky. Yeah, but I, I like of. that idea. So do I. Yeah, I like yeah. the idea behind the new Rocky. But, um... So, Rambo, you can do whatever. And that was so out there and just so weird that I wanted to... I still kind of want to see I it. I kind of liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember reading that on Ain't It Cool News because him and Harry Nels are, like, Yeah, that's friends. right. That's right. They did, the, uh, they did that long interview. Yeah, where he was like, this is what I don't want to do with, my Ram- with the Rambo property. And I, I remember reading that and initially going, what? <laughs> huh? And then I was like... You know what? Screw it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, four is so over the top. Rocky, Rambo four is so over the top and ridiculous. Anyway, it, they gradually get crazier and crazier. Do, do we know that I've never seen a Rambo movie either, or a Rocky movie? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I think you. Oh, boy, probably have to change that. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it'll, it'll change. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need to see the first. You definitely need to see First Blood because it's yeah. really it's actually a very good movie, yeah. great thriller. Um, and, and and seeing the newest Rambo just for the sake of seeing. The hilarious bloodbath that <laughs> occurs is that's that's worth it too. But um, as far as the Rockies, you should probably see all those. Well, I yeah. want to say on the topic of uh, we were speaking before this podcast about Tim and I going to see Comedy Bang Bang the podcast live, um, and <laughs> the guy who Scott Ackerman, the host of Comedy Bang Bang, got a few friends together and they wrote a script called Rocky versus Rambo. What if John Rambo met Rocky Balboa? <laughs> That's awesome. And what they ended up doing is they broke the script into six parts, and uh, each person that was there took a part of the story and wrote ten to fifteen pages on on this on the story. <laughs> and it was fantastic because they kind of outlined the story, but apparently they didn't like as they were writing, they were all separate. So, so characters end up reappearing later on that have died in like the first like act. That's or amazing. So. so it's it's pretty interesting if you search for Rocky versus Rambo, it'll pull like the first the first thing is is the script that they wrote. And it's, that's awesome. It's, that's cool. It's, 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 it's pretty fun. So go check that out. Um, any any final thoughts on your? No, I mean there were a couple. I mean just weird ones that I wanted to see. I remember the original Jaws three was originally supposed to be like a Zucker Abram uh, like a. It was supposed to be Jaws three people zero. It was supposed to be like a like a mm. crazy comedy, and then one of the Star Trek I can't remember it was four or five was supposed to have Eddie Murphy in it. Oh wow! As a character, I want to say it was four. It, like it was originally planned because Eddie Murphy's like a big Star Trek fan. You know what? These are more alternate. That makes the most sense because four is the one where they go they go back in time, right? And, right. and it's in the eighties, nineties. So what you're saying is you want a sequel to. Into Darkness, but with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I, would, I would totally watch <laughs> Yeah. That makes total sense to well, me. Or like it. a crossover with Pluto Nash. Ooh. Like what, yeah. like, I, that's the thing is, would it have been Eddie Murphy as Eddie Murphy or would it have been... Eddie Murphy as Axel Foley in Star Trek 1? That, that'd be pretty insane. <laughs> so no, Foley you're, goes to you're space. up now, Alex. All right. Um, people know that I have championed John Carter uh, in the past. I got famously uh, chastised when I put it pretty low on my list last year, and I do kind of regret that because it should have been higher. But yeah, you, f- you felt how you felt. It's Alex. recorded in stone. <laughs> um, anyway, we're never going to get a John Carter sequel. If we do, it's probably not going to be Andrew Stanton directing it, and uh, it'd probably just be a reboot. But... I would love to see that movie. Like I, I, we were somehow talking about this last week after the podcast, and and like that was, I remember turning to Nick and like I I like hid the tears in my eyes that were like I'm never gonna get a sequel to this movie, and that movie ends with such the wonderful ramp up in that last like ten minutes. It's mm-hmm. so well done that it's, it was just utterly depressing that I'm not gonna get the sequel. And and apparently Andrew Stanton took like the second and third book in the series there's like seven or eight or nine of them Mm -hmm. and he kind of combined them into one and that was going to be the 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 Mm -hmm. sequel like he's got he he, i think he has treatments for two and three oh well they were banking on it to be a franchise there's no doubt that that was that's disney wanted this to be the next parts the caribbean or whatever yeah no that they they totally did and i think i think it should be i think it'd be interesting i would love to see where they were going to go with it because they built such a full world Mm mm-hmm um, everything's just so good about John Carter. It would have been awesome to see a second one. And I mean, 
<laughs> we're not going to see a sequel for many reasons. One of which is they weren't wise with spending their money. Yeah. And the other reason is that um, the heads at Disney at the time basically were just like, go back to Pixar. Sorry, Andrew Stanton. That was your that was your chance, and you you ruined it by by spending too much money. But it's just it sucks because there's so much. There's like a a wealth of story there. John Carter got a bad rap anyway, and we've talked about it many like many 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 times. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just so perfectly poised for like a like that. It's 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 a great story on its own. Mm-hmm. It, Joss Whedon would enjoy it because it's very encapsulated. Very yes, yes he would. He'd approve. But it leaves you wanting more. Like, you're, you're definitely left in a place where you're like, start the second one right now, I want mm-hmm. to see it. <clears throat> so the fact that we're not going to get that makes me very sad. It is sad. Yeah. I feel like crying for you right now. Getting a little emotional. Yeah. No, you're can, right. Can, it's... You, can you hear the tears? Through the <laughs> That's another uh, perfect example, even on a bigger scale than than Zombieland of, I think, I think that the common thread here between with movies that we want to see sequels to is that they, they establish a very interesting universe. Yeah. Um, and that you can see potential for other stories to be told in that universe. So that's the, and the John Carter fits that bill. Mm-hmm. Totally fits that bill. Um, I mean, one of, I, one of the books is like John Carter and the skeletons of Jupiter. And I'm like, what is that one? I want to see that <laughs> one. Like now. Yeah. Why is that not a movie? Like what? Yeah. Come on. Where is that major motion picture? Yeah. Yeah. With Taylor Kitsch. Absolutely. I feel, you know, I, I, I don't know. I feel bad for everybody involved in that situation because it really, it's not a bad movie. It's not. No. I can understand why some people don't care for it. Yeah. Because it, it's not for everybody. But it, it's a very, very straightforward sci-fi story. And it was very refreshing at the time. Um, I mean, the interesting thing about it is that uh, there's a reason that a lot of people feel like it's super cliched. And that's because everything else right. is borrowed from John Carter. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Sure. Yeah. Like everything. And it's it's so, it's unfair. Like... Because I, I saw that movie three times in one week. I saw it with uh, I saw it with Nick, and then I saw it with Brittany, and then I saw it with my parents. Mm. And um, my my mom was basically just like, I you know I watched that movie and it was good, but I wouldn't have liked it as much if you hadn't told me everything about it beforehand. Because I was like, it's written like a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Everything borrows from it, and blah blah blah. And my mom was like, I appreciated that very much. And I think if people had known that. If somehow Disney, like, they, they made a commercial that was, like, before there was Star Wars and Avatar, there was John Carter. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? And like, this, those movies are already out and this one isn't out yet. And how is that possible? <laughs> Time paradox. Titanic wasn't real. But anyway, it's so, like, it sucks that the movie got a bad rap because, because it's so iconic and without sure. people knowing about right. it. Like, the interesting thing is I wonder if, like, my grandparents or anybody like in the older generations would have known like what would they have thought about like a John Carter movie coming out if they like if they knew about it like they're they're the people that that bought that book when it came out and like went insane over it because it was so good well it was at the time it was it was revolutionary you know there wasn't anything like it on the market so perhaps except for maybe like Tarzan but that isn't a sci-fi story it's no yeah I don't know I I it's it's very funny to think of like a what if because I know we've talked about um I don't know whether it was on the on the show or whether it was behind closed doors, but we talked about that's not a as, mo- as most of our meetings take <laughs> that's place. That's not um, Now, whether you had talked about one time how there were attempts to make John Carter into like a serial, oh, yeah. uh, way back when, and it would be very interesting to see if if those attempts had come to fruition, would people have thought Star Wars was a ripoff when it came out? Would it have not been as well received, or would people have you know? Well, I mean. Uh, I was reading that book, uh, John Carter and the Gods of Hollywood, which has been free on Kindle multiple times, so don't buy it. Just wait for it to be free again. But there's a lot of spelling errors and things. It's weird. But anyway, um, there's a reason it's free. But they were talking about it in that Star Wars is based, some of it was based on like Flash Gordon and stuff, right? Flash Gordon was a was a was a definitely a, an inspiration. Yeah, Flash Gordon, the the comic strips of Flash Gordon mm-hmm. were supposed to be John John Carter. Carter comic strips. Yeah, and and the company that contracted him to make them screwed him over and just renamed everybody. Yeah, because they were like, we don't want to pay him any royalties. So they just changed the the yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, old Hollywood yeah. stories. I, I know <laughs> they're, so, they're so sleazy, you know. Um, yeah, that, that's that, and that's interesting. You know, I mean, where, where would the how different would the landscape be if they had been able yeah. to make those movies? Maybe not different at all. Maybe 
completely different. Yeah. You know, maybe there'd be a nostalgia factor with John Carter cinematically that was not there when John Carter came out. Because that's, that's the thing is, you know, Star Wars is a cinematic creation first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the same goes for, I'm trying to think of like Avatar was its own thing. You know, it's not based on a, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's based on Pocahontas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know why, why that was my response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm huge. I, I, you don't I, even like. You don't even like the. You like the actual story of Pocahontas. Yes, I'm a fan of, of of the tale of Pocahontas <laughs> and John Smith, <laughs> star-crossed lovers. Yeah, that's the, okay. I'm done. I, I've I've settled my piece on John Carter now. Thank you. Okay. And Pocahontas. All right. Well, let us know what you thought about that uh, segment. It could come back in the future if we can think of more sequels that we we really wanted. But yeah, if you think of any sequels too, I'm sure everybody out there has like one or two movies where they're like, "Why is there not a second part to this?" this yeah, right in. Story. Right in. Feedback at midwestfilmers.com. Midnight Meat Train. Yeah. Yeah. Why is there no Midnight Meat Train too? <laughs> I'm sure. Cl- I'm Bradley sure cl- Cooper actor's <laughs> gotten too big for his britches. He's playing <laughs> raccoons and stuff now. <laughs> Stupid. Oh boy. All right. Well, it is time to move on to our full review of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Don John. Starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt himself, Scarlett Johansson, I don't know why I said that weird, and Julianne Moore, many other people, Tony Danza, of course. That's not Danza. Yeah. Um, The IMDb synopsis is, a New Jersey guy dedicated to his family, friends, and church develops unrealistic expectations from watching porn and works to find happiness and intimacy with his potential true love. Kind of, yeah. That's that's solid. Actually, this is not an easy movie to give a synopsis for, I don't think. No, yeah. Good work. that, That... that wraps it up pretty well. Synopsis um, guy, good work. <laughs> so, uh, I personally was pretty excited for this movie. I wanted to see uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's directing chops. It was kind of my main draw to it. But, um, yeah, so, <sighs> Willie, do you want to start? Do you, can, can you start? Do we know where to start with this <laughs> yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off. I'm ready. Um... I think first and foremost, the, certainly the draw for this movie would be Joseph Gordon-Levitt, whether as an actor or a, or a director or a writer or whatever. Or Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, honestly, I think. But if you I mean look at the poster, it's JGL smiling face. It's true. It's There's very a reason true. for that. I mean, he's he's on fire right now. People love this guy, and and with good reason. I, I think he's very charismatic, and I, I think he's a solid actor. I think he's, I think he's got a, I think he's got the chops. You know. Um, and I, I was interested to see what he was going to do behind the camera because oftentimes actors who are on kind of like a like a hot run like that will be like, I'm going to direct a film now. And then it winds up crashing and burning and, right. you know, Kevin Costner. Um, <laughs> well, the first one worked out. Whatever. Anyway. Um, so, no, I, I, I can see – first and foremost, I can see – potential with him behind mm-hmm. the camera after watching Don John. I, I he he knows how to direct a movie. He I, it was an visually it was an interesting movie. I love like the editing in this movie was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um he knows what he's doing behind the camera, which is awesome. Yeah. Like and he's been in the industry since he was a little kid, so I'm I'm glad to see that like this this it feels cool to see like he's gotten to this point to where like he's been like in the industry He's grown up in the industry, and now he's kind of this is his first real. It's his thing, you know. So that's kind of neat. the The actual material itself, not terribly compelling for me. Um, I think it's it's an issue that doesn't get touched on in, in film. Has never been touched on in film. I mean, sex addiction is something that that has been touched on. Um, shame was a recent one, and isn't Californication kind of sort of? Or am I just thinking of David Duchovny in real life? I, I think so, because I think, I think it, that was like a publicity stunt to... Yeah, yeah, to kind of... Yeah, so so it's it's been touched upon in, in movies and television before, but um, not this side of it. This is a little different, because he's he's addicted to pornography. He's not addicted to having sex with, with women, really. And there's there's a real sadness to, to that concept that he, find, he, he finds happiness more in watching other people have sex than he does having sex with a woman, you yeah. know? So there's... there's it's sad. It's kind of that's kind of sad, but I never feel bad for him. He never makes me feel bad for him. It's never like I'm, I'm like, man, poor Don John. I hope he finds love. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> I, I, I rarely feel like I'm rooting for him in this movie, and I don't, I don't think it's necessarily. I think it's if anything, it's the fault of the script. The script is not bad, but I don't feel like. There's there's not that much depth to the Don John character, I don't think. 
It's just he's a guy who likes to watch porn a lot, like who, who who's addicted, legitimately addicted to pornography, which is not compelling enough for an hour and a half long movie to me, personally. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's great in the movie. I don't. I I don't dislike this movie. I just. I will never watch this movie again. I can guarantee you that. Okay. Okay. Tim. Um, I was I was kind of not excited for this movie. The trailer for this movie is very odd. I I was talking a little bit to Alex about this, but it like, and the movie is kind of like it too. But it starts off. The trailer starts off with him like being addicted to porn and blah blah, and it plays it kind of indie, if I remember, kind of like uh, straightforward. And then it goes into like good vibrations, start Marky Mark's good vibrations. And it's like this wacky like sex comedy now in the trailer. I'm like, what is what's yeah. going on? <laughs> and then the movie's kind of like that too. I mean, the movie has major tone issues. Oh, it does. It's like great, and it kind of hurts it. I think I'm falling more sixty forty like it than dislike. It. I think it's kind of, which is a D minus. So, and I think I, I think I'm I think I'm actually I'm I'm on the yacht. I'm like forty sixty. Okay. You know what I mean? Like so I'm yeah yeah. Because yeah, I remember like halfway through the movie, I'm like I don't like this. Like this, there's a lot of stuff right going on right now. I don't like in this movie. And then I think it doesn't do. A, you're right. It doesn't do a good job. He doesn't have a lot of depth early. I think JGL's acting brings a little bit more to the character, but as it's written, because it, it, like I said, the tone issues. It's so, at times, cartoony, like a lot of the characters. Yeah. And it's one of the nice things about him is he's got a very good touch for comedy. Like his timing and the way he did um, the turning on of the computer throughout the movie yep. as kind of like. Absolutely. A, yeah. Very well, fun. Yeah. Like he's got a good good ear, good eye for comedy. The, the problem is, I mean, there are parts that yeah are kind of sad. And then, but they come off as so ridiculous that it, you never really feel a lot for the characters themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Tonally. I think, I think you might be right. Maybe tonally that's, that's where I'm having the issue with it because it's, it, you're right. It bounces around all over the place right. and it, it doesn't feel like a consistent story. It doesn't feel consistently. I don't know. It's very strange. We should say this was written by JGL and this yes. is his first feature film that he's written. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I it's impressive enough for a first. Oh, and yeah, I think just, just, I think that he needs, I think the, the he needs better material to work with. He's Maybe. got a lot there because it, it's not just the. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I cut you off. So go right ahead. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're like the two guys in traffic. No, right no, now. you go, you go. Um, and then I just forgot. No, but uh, there, you said like you said, there's more, but there's a lot of stuff going on in this, and it's a, it's not a dumb movie by any means. Like there's a lot of interesting t- stuff he plays with, but there's a ton of stuff like he touches on. Cause he touches on like religion and. I don't, not conforming, and he's touching on repression. He's talking about fear of intimacy. Like, there's a ton of stuff that is just like too like, many themes. And I'm like, why don't you, JGL next movie just pick like one, maybe two <laughs> of these things and make it about kind of like how shame. Yeah. I like we compared this to shame a little, and shame is about kind of that intimacy and everything. And it, mm-hmm. it touches a little bit on other stuff, but it's kind of sprinkled in this. Like, it gets pretty on the nose at times towards the end. So I think mm. those were my major problems. But it's also a very entertaining. 90 minutes so yeah i wasn't bored or anything yeah. during the movie I, I shouldn't i can't say that it was it was a weird it was a very weird experience for me in the theater today guys <laughs> i went and saw this like not that long before we sat down and started recording this episode and i went and saw it by myself and i've never seen a movie in the theater by myself <laughs> this is the first movie i've ever seen in the theater room ever in in 27 years and it happened to be this movie which is an odd there's a lot of sex which is fine. I'm not a censor. It doesn't bother me. But there's a lot of masturbation going on in this movie. And it was very odd to be sitting around in the theater by myself watching this thing. With four other dudes. With a bunch of... Yeah, yeah. There their were own. like four other guys that were there solo scattered throughout the theater. And then I started feeling really gross about myself. <laughs> like I was like... I, I stepped in the wrong theater. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention too is... Um, you had brought up the use of the uh, the laptop sound when he opens the laptop. Right. I like the I like the, the the use of repetition in his everyday routine to show you how far he's changed. That's yeah. very yeah. cool. Yeah. It's a very smart way. First of all, I think from a money standpoint, it was very smart of him because he. How many places did he really have to shoot? Not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot. And then on top of that, it it. I don't know. It just like his different the way he plays the like the confessional scenes, the gym scenes. Um, I'm trying to think of his other routines, and the various things he does mm-hmm. from day to day. There's they change, and you can see a change in the character. 
but I, I didn't care enough to begin with about the character to you know what I mean to for that to be like oh my god wow he's he's a nice guy yeah yeah so I just okay. want to throw that out there um, don't go see this by yourself in the theater <laughs> <laughs> go see it with Alex and I yeah yes yeah um, I yeah I said to to Tim when we walked out of the movie I was like I don't know how I want to feel about this movie because I liked it but I don't know what that says about me as a person like it's I. <laughs> It's like I want to, I, like I feel the need to put a disclaimer on there. It's like no, it's not because of all the boobs, and it's not like that's not. You could go on the 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 website clearly featured in this movie and get all that all you want. Sure, like it's all up there, but weird product placement, by the way. Uh, hey, I mean, it makes <laughs> it makes sense, but at the same time, like it was it was very odd. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Um... <laughs> The guy needed a source for porn, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, so, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo a lot of the same sentiments. I I, I enjoyed Joseph Gordon-Levitt very much from a performance standpoint. Scarlett Johansson was also quite good. I, it's one of the first times that I felt, and, and maybe I'm missing some some things here, but it's the first time that I feel like they're both putting on a character. Like, a lot of the times, like, even in Inception, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And mm-hmm. not, not that, like, that's a bad thing, because he's a fantastic actor. But this is the first time that I've seen him, like, kind of affect his, the way he talks and, and get built for the movie. And, and Scarlett Johansson, too, kind of, in, in that sense. But, um, so I enjoyed that very much. You get some great performances. Tony Danza. Fantastic. Tony is really good in this. Really oh. good. It's so weird to hear him swear, though. Oh, it's very weird. Very strange. But once he starts going, you're like, please keep going. Please yeah. keep swearing. Yeah. You're funny. Um, and so, uh, performance-wise, fantastic. I like where JGL's headed as a director. I think um, a lot of like what what you said, particularly like the computer sound, fantastic. Like the Mac startup sound was was great, and it's the timing of it all. Like Tim said, is fantastic. The fact that he kind of establishes that, and then you kind of learn to expect it, and then you just laugh when you hear it mm-hmm. because you're like, "Yep, it's it's interesting." And and so the use of repetition, not even only in the in the daily things that he does, but just like how the sections of the movie are laid out, I think are very mm-hmm. intriguing and, and interesting to look at. Um, I do feel as though the movie hits a point where they're like, okay, here's where we want to start actually exploring this hardship. Like, it, it feels like the, the point where he gets, like, where he learns that he has an addiction mm-hmm. is quite late in the movie. And I feel like in order to properly explore that, in order for you, Willie, to feel as though he goes through a chant, like, he, he's, he really, like, learns something about himself... I think that needed to come earlier and, mm-hmm. and needed to um, just kind of be reflected upon more. He should have been fighting, like, legitimately fighting and uh, being aware and fighting an addiction earlier on if if, it, if they wanted to make that, like, a very serious issue with the movie. Yeah. And, yeah, because nobody else treats it with any sort of seriousness. Because Scarlett Johansson, are we spoiler territory? No, we're, okay. we're, we'll okay. do spoilers in a minute. Okay, but, yeah, that's part of the problem is nobody else... Outside, nobody treats it real like a problem, and it gets kind of it gets bored. I don't know. I don't want to like badmouth anybody who might be listening that has a porn addiction, but it's kind of a silly. It's kind of a comedic problem, and it's handled comedic. I, I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's something in in real it's, life yeah. that we're just kind of like, oh, you're addicted to porn. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, you're just yeah. you're just yeah. a dude or something <laughs> yeah, like sure. that. Which which and honestly, people can have. I mean. He says that he's he does this ten eleven times a day. That's a problem. Like yeah. there's there, at that point there is something wrong with him. You know what I mean? But but nobody nobody reacts. It's kind of a secret for the most part. But like nobody reacts weirdly to him like sharing. I don't know. It just doesn't. Well, and there's I, a there's a scene. Yeah, well, I'll bring up in spoilers. It's like a huge. It was like a huge problem for me. So like be in that way because I'm just I was sitting there going like what? And I, <laughs> the the thing with that is I don't know. I don't think that it gets it's like tim said it's kind of a secret i don't think it's abundantly clear to anybody like he never he never ends up talking to anybody about that well this is getting (laughs) this is dancing around spoiler territory very closely but the the only other thing i want to say real quick about don john as a character and, and part of what makes him not feel all that compelling or real to me as a character 
I could not tell you what he did for a living until like he told me. Like I just thought this guy laid around his apartment all day. Like like it didn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't feel like a real person because he wasn't doing any real person stuff. Like like yeah, they kind of they like you see his daily routines, but you don't. It's weird. Yeah, they kind of they kind of neglect the fact because he's a bartender. Yeah, and uh, I I got that notion somewhere earlier on in the like I I knew in the beginning that he was a bartender. Okay, but I don't know I don't I can't tell you why I knew that. I can't tell you like it, it's it's it's. I he always agree. says he's it's in the strange. service industry. Yeah, yeah. but it's weird I, that you don't ever see that. Right, yeah. and that probably would have been actually that probably would have been a good scene to have in there just to see him interacting with other. It would have been interesting. I, mean, I to think see they, that. Yeah. I think they have little bits of that, but mm-hmm. they never full out are like, "Here's him going to work." But I okay. Okay. <laughs> um, any final thoughts before we go into spoilers? I think I think it's an interesting movie to watch if you're interested in Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. You like the people involved. Uh, if you're not easily offended, I was going to say yeah. If you're yeah, yeah and and uh, it's it's very hard for me to recommend it and say go out and see this movie now, but. I think in the comfort of your own home, you won't have the kind of awkward experiences that I think. Because even with Tim and I, we kind of were like, <laughs> yeah. Alex and I have seen some things. All right. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, no, but... it was, but it was, it was odd seeing with other. It had, yeah. Like even even just like the even if it wasn't like us, like it, right. If, like if with you, Willie, there were four other dudes there. Like you're just kind of like it's. You tend to get very self conscious about seeing this movie <laughs> with people. That you don't know. It was and, it was a little strange. Yeah. yeah. So I you know, and not that it's a big deal, not that it should be a big deal, but I think uh comfort wise, if you're if you are somebody deathly afraid of like social awkwardness, I don't think you should see this movie in in, in theaters. No, it's it's probably best as as a rental or a purchase at some point if yeah. you like it enough. This to... is yeah, like I kept going back to like I was thinking like early Kevin Smith movies were kinda like uh, like that that kinda popped in my head during this at times. Okay. They're very they border on really filthy, but not. Like, sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break, and then we're going to head into spoilers. So we'll be right back. All right, we are now in the newly deemed spoiler Terry since I said that at some point in the past. Spoiler Terry. Yeah, spoiler Terry. Because I'll probably say it again, so we might as well just own up to it. Spoiler Terry for Don John right now. Um, yeah, so I don't know. What do we want to talk about? I, I have a few things that I want to hit on. I just where, where do you want to go with this? Does anybody have an idea? Yeah, well, I mean, how much Jersey Shore did Scarlett Johansson watch <laughs> to prepare for this role? <laughs> It's, it's, I have admittedly watched some Jersey Shore in my day and my God, does she channel that, that, that the essence of that television show so perfectly. Yeah. She, um, her character is just so horrible. Yeah. But like, like we we were going to talk a little bit. I remember, I think Tim, you, you brought something up about the Scarlett Johansson character earlier. Mm hmm. About, but go ahead. I mean, I don't know. Oh no, I was gonna. I just had to. I just had to get that out there because <laughs> she watched a lot of Jersey Shore. That was one of the. Well, one of the problems I was having with the movie is I was sitting there going like, and so I read something today about like an Italian American group coming out and be like, like yeah. I was in there like if I was Italian, what would I think of this movie right now? Like these are cartoon characters <laughs> played by not Italians. <laughs> like Tony is, Dance is the only legitimate yeah. one in there. <laughs> like this is kind of racist. <laughs> like, I was, like I was sitting there the whole time, but um, no. I, uh, to piggyback off that, Scarlett Johansson, and this was part of the other problem I had, and I think they were both good in it, but at times it felt like an SNL skit, and I didn't remember it until today. But there's that SNL Unstoppable skit where they did a spoof of un- the movie Unstoppable, mm. and Scarlett Johansson plays Rosario Dawson, in okay. the skit, and she just keeps going. Oh my god, the train. It's like a Chrysler building, and it's going to crash into the Chrysler building. And she just keeps saying the Chrysler building all the time. <laughs> the Chrysler building? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, she's just doing that character again. Like, she's just <laughs> dipping back into her SNL. And that's why, at times, these characters were so cartoony, because they felt like SNL skits. Um, yeah. I, and that was kind of a problem for me. Um, but no, to um, the Scarlett Johansson character is... she's Yeah, she's bad. She is a... Um, but she stays... It didn't bother me... There were parts of it that bothered me, and there were a couple parts of the movie that I would just kind of rolled my eyes at. She was bad in a good way, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like 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 she, 
Well, I think I think earlier on, not to cut you off, I think earlier on it's it's a little bit like, uh, oh, I'm really worried that this is going to be like a super misogynistic view of of like the that kind of like of, yeah. of women in general, and that character is probably just going to be like you know off the walls insane. Yeah, I think there's so much more to it, and that's one of the things that I kind of really appreciated. Right, there, like, there's kind of a sadness to Scarlett Johansson's character yeah. a little bit, and yeah. I kind of and. I like that about it, but there was um there was the one scene where she catches him watching porn, like mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie, and then like I guess maybe towards the end the way she reacted to it was okay, but the way she reacted to it just seemed so odd to me, and maybe it was supposed to be, but like she basically says like he convinces her that it was a joke and yeah like and I it just was like is she like is she an idiot like is like is this character stupid because she never came off as stupid to me but she she's, always it was weird for her it's. That, it's kind of explained towards the end. It still never sat right with me, I guess. I think it's, um, I think it's weird. The reaction that you kind of, that she gets out of it, it's like there's been past problems before. And I think she almost mm-hmm. says that kind of, but I think she's, I think she's really naive. And I think that okay. comes through later on too. But obviously I think she's naive enough to accept the fact that, oh, it's a joke. And um, then, and that's, I but guess, then even later on, she's naive. Like she's naive in general for thinking that like this isn't like a not like, you know, guys do this. Like some women do. Like the yeah. people look at porn. It's there. There's a reason it's made. There's a reason why that it had controlled why VHS went over Betamax and Blu-ray right. went yeah. over HD DVD. It's because it makes a lot of money. Like people watch this stuff. And to think that, like, to to be that upset about a dude who watches it, you know, fine. She still never gets the full picture of, like, oh, yeah, he enjoys it more. Like, yeah, she never really catches on to how, just how bad it is. Like, how intense his love of this stuff is. It's, yeah. not, it's not just, like, he casually, like, okay, yeah. And if, if it had gotten to that level, I would have believed okay. it more. Like, it would have been, Her like, being upset. Yeah. 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 Like if she if she had un, if she had really understood that he feels more of a connection with the right, porn right. than he does with her, then you know that's fine. And she does say, "Oh, you're having more sex with your computer than you are with me," or whatever. She said, "Like I, I don't." She gets to that conclusion, but she arrives at it in a different place, and it's very like her her reactions would have been more legitimate, right? If she had gotten the the depth of the situation. One one thing that I thought was kind of funny too is like I I I find it hard to believe that this would be done on purpose. Maybe it was, and if it was, then they're genius. But I like the choice of Scarlett Johansson and um, Julianne Moore as the two female leads because the first half of the movie, the, the tone of it for the most part, and the look of the movie, and like the quick editing and the just the the, the actions of the characters feels very. Not not blockbuster movie, but it feels much more like a like a mainstream movie. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It feels it feels kind of there's a lot of still it feels a little broy in it. You know what I mean? Like and I hate to use that, but it's true. It does. No, it feels it, very broy. Yeah. And Scarlett Johansson is a very very widely recognized one of the most well known and popular actresses working right now. Um, and then you kind of the movie gets gradually more. It feels more like an indie film. And more like an artsy film as Julianne Moore's character gradually, and she's kind of known more for that. It's it was, like I said, I don't know if that was done on purpose, but it works so well because yeah. like you associate those two with two very different kinds of movies. So right. I don't know. I kind of liked that aspect of it. Yeah, um, I guess the other thing I was going to talk about was the, the Julianne Moore character needed another scene or two to be no, like absolutely. a fully formed character because the movie, the intentions are good and it because it's so sweet, I don't think it comes off as kind of misogynistic, but when the Scarlett Johansson character dominates so much of the movie as the main female character and never changes, and then when she, because she's basically playing whatever, the Manny Pixick, or the Manic Pixick Dream Girl, or whatever you want to call Pixie Dream Girl, I don't remember the actual <laughs> name for it, but you know what I mean, as an older grown-up version of that, she doesn't have a lot of characters, she just comes in and kind of saves them a little at the end. And then even at the end, there's a shot of him. I kind of like the shot of him. She's crying, and he's just kind of staring yeah. past her. But there's another weird scene, kind of on the opposite spectrum, with the Julianne Moore character, where she catches him watching porn in class on his phone. And, like, she reacts she reacts very well to it. And it was odd to me. 
like, but like, I don't know. Like that just felt off to me. The reaction. I there. I don't like, I don't think that, it's a very natural reaction. No, like if I see someone do it, like I'm like that guy's got a problem. Like You're a just serious like, okay, problem. I'm gonna go away right now and not. <laughs> like I think even the character of Don John up to that point was how he was presented would know better than or like isn't that. I don't know. It was where to be around other people. Like that's some really, in, the, in the middle of the classroom. That's some really odd behavior to be yeah. exhibited yeah. by your main character. So that was kind of off-putting and weird to me at that time. Yeah. I was like, what? "What?" And then she like immediately had sex with him after that. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the segue into their relationship turning from not even friendly, but like there's no there's no transition really between him being annoyed with her constantly. To them having sex in the car. There's no. You don't, you don't understand no, why that. There's no happens. friendship building, yeah. and yeah. and I don't. He never. He never through his performance and through her performance. I never got the feeling that the two of them were sexually attracted to each other, or even interested in each other in a romantic way whatsoever. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, you're having sex in a car. All right, what what? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I didn't dislike the Julianne Moore character. I think she no, could have, no. she could have been more interesting. Right. So and, and I think that's one of the things, like kind of how I said, uh, I think Don John needed to face his addiction earlier on in the movie. I think there's kind of like a point in this movie that if you could drag it back like 20 minutes or so, and just kind of give us more time with Julianne Moore, and and just kind of let those things develop a little more, it kind of would have been a more fuller-bodied film. But yeah, you know, I, I think it's serviceable at what it is right now, right. but it's just kind of um, it could have been better in that sense. And I, yeah, and I think. And I guess this this might be a uh, this might be my problem too, but I think it, it has a lot of fun at the beginning when it's them all being broy together and going. It has so much fun it does. that it probably spends too much time of them going out and being like that girl's a nine, that girl's a ten. Yeah, but that's yeah. also probably some of the most fun I had watching it too. Not that I go out and do that, but it, like it's it was funny. It was yeah. kind of <laughs> yeah, it was entertaining to watch. Yeah. It, certainly, yeah. And it's that's it's a very weird like because. That's one of the tonal things that you were talking right. about. It, it, it's it's a little all over the place in the sense that you go from the cartoony beginning to the heartfelt ending. Mm-hmm. And it's not the not, smoothest transition. No, it's not. It's not. It feels like the movie hits a point where it needs to start happening because they're almost out of time, and and that's that's where it goes. But mm-hmm. um, Brie Larson. Awesome. Yeah, she was very funny on this, even though she just, didn't say. Yeah, but it was just like yeah. the the looks on her face and the fact that she kind of like this is one of the uh, part of what I appreciate the most about this movie is kind of um, you know you 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 get to that point in life. I don't know if your parents have had these talks with you guys at all or anything like that, but like post breakup or whatever, my mom's been like, it's always it's got to be like even. It's got to be two people giving and take from each other. It's not just one person devoting all. And that's the lesson that Don John learns here. Mm-hmm. And Brie Larson's kind of delivery of, like, the, you guys don't realize that she didn't give a shit about him. Like, you guys yeah. don't see that. Yet she's been buried in her phone the entire movie. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. It's, it's very, I, I like that idea very much. It's very funny and it's very cool. But then even on top of that, like, the idea of him kind of learning this and even, like, seeing that in her and that Scarlett Johansson really doesn't care about him at all. Like, it could have been anybody. It could have been any dude just plugged into that situation for her and she'd be the same. And I, I think, and, and the fact that her character doesn't see that change, doesn't see anything like she doesn't learn anything in this movie. It's, I think it's a very, it's interesting and it's, um, I think it's a lesson that a lot of people really still need to learn. Cause mm-hmm. it's, 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 it takes a spin on that kind of relationship and, 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 and you just kind of see it very differently. And I think, I think I appreciate the movie because it captured that well. Right. And I don't feel like a lot of movies do. No, I agree. Sure. Yeah. A lot of movies are like, here's this grand romantic gesture, John Cusack's outside with the stereo or like that kind of thing. This movie's kind of more like, no, that's a bunch of bullshit. It needs like, these two people need to want to be in a relationship together. Sure. Right. They, it needs to be about both of them, not just the dude laying down, whatever, and doing whatever he needs to do to mm-hmm. to keep the girl. So I think I think I think that was very interesting, and, and Brie Larson's kind of like it's it's just perfect because she's she's the whole time she's on her phone, like every single time. You could have copied and pasted her like out of the frame. They could have filmed it on a green screen or something. It's true, and just put her there, but. 
she just kind of serves this function and it's the one who is not engaged in the conversation at all who can see it all it's 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 interesting she's the yoda of this movie yeah <laughs> but okay what else anything else we got three minutes oh i was gonna build off of something but i don't remember it <laughs> no i i uh i don't know i you know it's I, I I almost think that this is a movie that might might get better watching it a second time around, but then I'm not terribly interested in watching it a second time around, so it's it's weird. It's it's a very strange movie. I it's hard it's a hard one to review. Yeah. I think. Because I, I just it it walks a very, very strange line between a comedy and a drama, mm-hmm. between um, a movie that feels like very much like an indie kind of movie, like a very a very kind of off offbeat, you know, um, 500 Days of Summer type mm-hmm. vibe movie and a very polished Magic Mike-esque movie where right. it's like, you know what I mean? Where it's like good times, you know, I, it's a very strange movie. And, and I, I, I think that, I think that hopefully his next, whatever he does next is a little more focused in one way or the other. I'm, I'm super interested to see where he goes from here. Yes. I wanted to get, I wanted to ask you that a question because I was, mm. like this was popping through my head the whole time because they never say it and I thought it was kind of an interesting theme throughout the movie. How old do you think Don John was in this movie? Yeah, that's well, he's older than the average. Then he's he's older. He's than, older like, than he acts. Yes. Yeah. Well, because they, she mentions she Julianne Moore mentions outside the school that like she kind of calls him older, so he's not like eighteen or nineteen. No, I was he thinking can go like to bars. I was thinking like near thirties is kind of where I was landing, or thirty, probably, 30. <laughs> probably late twenties. Yeah, yeah, that's. I I feel like uh, I Don't feel they like it? I think there was a mention of an age somewhere, maybe. Well, Tony Danza always goes, "You're just a kid. You're just a kid." Or his mom says it, or but something. she says something about how he was. He's older than you were when you. No, but even yeah, yeah, yeah. Proposed to me. Yeah, because Tony Danza says he's twenty eight or something like that. So he's late twenty. Oh, does he say? He's I think so. Oh, okay. I think he said twenty eight. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I just thought that was. A, a, but it is. Yeah, I thought it was another interesting theme of kind of like an Arrested Development type. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was another. There was another thing in a lot of things that he touched on in this movie that yeah. <laughs> he probably yeah. could have done in a whole movie. Well, he's, yeah. he's clearly a guy who's very much stuck in his routine, and not just in the in the sense of of the porn thing, but mm-hmm. he does the same thing every like he's goes to the gym at this time of day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's he's kind of trapped in that same, which is interesting, but they don't explore that too much. Right. So. Yeah, and I I was interested in a lot of the even parallel between Don John and Barbara, like. They're very, very, very similar people. Mm-hmm. Like they are super similar in in some ways, and and they don't even you don't even get through the 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 breadth of that because there is so much going on. Mm-hmm. So I think we can sum it up as a lot of good ideas, a lot of interesting ideas, but not extremely well executed. Mostly on a script level. Mostly, but, yeah. Very entertaining though, too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think we might like it more if we watched it on our own, like because it's it, like like we said, it's I was kind of on my own. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, of. I but I don't. It was the worst kind of on your own. Yes, it could have been. So, oh, all right, good. give me a minute here while I pull up some feedback. Guys, <laughs> talk about something. Um, well, uh, let's talk about this Angry Orchard hard cider I'm drinking right now. Isn't it wonderful? Delicious, nutritious. And they should buy advertisement space. Well, this on is a uh, podcast <laughs> because I'm drinking it right now. This is interesting because what I'm uh, heading to to do here is uh, Victor, longtime listener, many time write in or I don't know. Uh, he, I like Victor. He wanted us. He wanted to know our thoughts on the uh, Battle Royale extended cut. That's very funny because I I literally just watched the extended cut of Battle Royale on Blu-ray for the first time. Okay. Just like like three days ago. That's awesome. Uh, uh, how, how did you feel about it? Um, I, let, let me let me read what he says first. Yeah. And I, and I said it's interesting because uh, Slash Film just posted a link saying the Wolverine Fortress Blu-ray features an unrated extended cut. Oh, That's wow. the kind that we said to stay away from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, who knows? Maybe it's good. I yeah, guess. I mean, you never know. You never know. Um... Yes, so dead air here. Victor? Yeah, Victor. Victor is uh, 
Victor said something. He says, what versions of Battle Royale, if any, are you familiar with? I got the Blu-ray last year that came with a theatrical and director's cut. I watched the director's first and the theatrical second. I prefer the theatrical simply, simply because it's shorter. A petty reason, but all the crap that was put into the director's is just a lot of fluff, a bunch of weird flashbacks where the footage is played backwards all weird-like, and then, before the end of the credits, every single one of those scenes is replayed in their entirety. The theatrical is the same story, just straight and to the point. I personally have never seen, this is me speaking now, I've never seen uh, Battle Royale. Which is very strange, because I'm pretty sure I've watched it with almost everybody else I know. Probably. I introdu- I, 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 I'm going to take total credit. I've introduced this movie to a lot of people. No, I know you have. Yeah. I know yeah, have. I, I imported that DVD years ago, mm-hmm. and almost everybody that I know that has seen it really, really likes it. I, I mean, that's one of the movies where you have to be kind of a champion of it, because there weren't copies of it around. Like, before this Blu-ray, yeah. there you couldn't buy a DVD in the United that's States. That's true. Yeah, and, and it had a bit of a following, but it wasn't like it was all over the place. Like, yeah. Um, it wasn't, yeah, it never had a following, like, you didn't hear about it, like, you heard about, like, Ichi the Killer. Yeah. I remember hearing a lot about that from, from kind of film f- mm-hmm. fans or whatever. And anyway. I, I had heard about Battle Royale before I had met you. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my brothers and, and their friends had been into it, but yeah, I Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't I invent the thing myself. or anything, but no. I felt pretty good about, you know, about turning people onto it a little bit and whatnot. Anyway, theatrical or director's cut, and why? Um, I, 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 I go, th- I mean... I don't know. The the, the the stuff I had in the, in the director's cut is, like, so weird and tacked on at the end that it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Like, I usually kind of just turn it off after, like, the, the actual theatrical part ends anyway. <laughs> um, they have these weird things where they're, like, they're, they're epilogues or something, but they're not okay. really. They're just kind of, like he says, Extra extended scenes. versions of scenes that you already saw. Um, it, to me, it just feel, it, it feels like a very strange Japanese thing to do that seems weird to us, but probably makes total sense <laughs> for Japanese filmmakers. Yeah. So I, I for it, it doesn't make any sense for me to watch that extra stuff that's tacked on at the end. But it doesn't hurt because it's not like inserted into the movie. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't. Yeah. It feels like an after credits Marvel thing, and not like like you could just you could just ignore that completely if you didn't like it, um, and it wouldn't change the movie at all. The only thing is the extended cut does add a little bit of blood and whatnot. To the okay. to the CG blood to some of the gunshots, and it makes things look feel a little bit more real because there were scenes, I guess, that were shot initially that um, there were characters being shot or whatever, and there was no the squibs didn't go off or something, mm. and it didn't look good, so they added some CG effect. And then, not that that adds that much to the movie, but it does create a sense of realism that wasn't yeah. there. So, Tim, have you seen? I've never seen the director's cut. Okay, um, I've only seen the yeah the theatrical. Um, no, I like Battle Royale. I like Battle Royale too, which makes me a weirdo. Battle Royale too. I do like Battle Royale too. I don't yeah, like Victor. it's not. It's not as yeah. yeah. You should watch that. Check that out, Victor. I think but, it's in your set, Victor. I'm pretty sure because I don't think they just released Battle Royale Bun by itself. No, no, they I, might think, have. I think they did. Seek out Battle Royale too as well, Victor, because it's it's, it's, an, it's not nearly as good. No, but. it's not. Don't go in expecting it to be as good. Go in kind of expecting something. Well, not as good, but different <laughs> because it's a very. If I remember, it's kind of a crazy movie like it's got a lot of stuff going on in there that you're just like what what it's got some really weird like political stuff yeah, going on like 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 sympathizing with like, like suicide bombers and stuff yeah hopefully you're not like easily offended by that kind of stuff you might not want to see this but like don't well, if you, if you watch the first you, 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 you watch battle royale yeah. you'll be fine yeah <laughs> just go in knowing that there's some pretty weird political stuff going <laughs> on in there like but it's totally worth watching yeah totally yeah, <laughs> totally and read the book if you can get your hand if you if you if you're a fan of reading, which I know not everyone is, but if you're a fan of reading, Victor, read the book because it's really, really good. There's a new translated version with a better translation than the initial like U.S. release, and it's uh, the book is very cool, and it, it gives you more of an appreciation for the movie somehow, even though the book is better. Because hmm. you, you you learn more about these characters, which yeah. which really ups the stakes. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, I think that's it for this week. Uh, if you want us to talk to you on air, technically, just like we just did with Victor, then write in feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com. Um, thanks to Aunt Mr. John on Twitter, my brother, for our artwork and music. Um, check us out on Twitter ourselves at MFN Podcast. Uh, we've got our own Twitter accounts linked to on midwestfilmnerds.com where you can go for full show notes of every episode. Usually have time codes, sometimes they're wrong. It's just kind of fun that way. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. You might get spoiled completely. You think I, that I've done the work to sit here and and, uh, and and make sure that you don't get spoiled. But really, 
I might just be screwing with you. Absolutely. No, it's generally pretty obvious when, like, you get to, oh, spoiler section starts at zero, 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 zero. Oh, okay, well, he just forgot to put that in. He messed that one up. Yeah. But anyway, I apologize about that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Kyle X Y, go watch a movie. <laughs>